Hey Shifties, Brad here with a quick note before we begin this episode. You've probably noticed that the average second shift episode nowadays runs between 40 and 50 minutes. Well, brace yourselves because this time we have gone all out with a major exposition fest that clocks in at around 80 minutes instead. To keep download sizes from getting out of hand and to make things a little more bite-sized, we're releasing this episode in two files, both of which are being released simultaneously. It's not a two-part episode per se, but the first file does end in a pretty sensible stopping point for those of you who listen on your commute and expect episodes to be of a certain length. So be sure you get both files if you want to be able to listen to the whole episode in one go. With that said, please enjoy Second Shift, Season 2, Episode 12, Revelation. Copyright 2009, Blue Sky Red Design. Well, uh... Yeah? You were right. This was an awful idea. Well, yeah, but... Hey, now, you... Keith? Keith? You must come with me. Now! Zoe's hurt badly! Uh, Archon, I swear, it was just... Is she... We must make haste. I will tell you what I know on the way. I will wait outside. Catherine, look, I I didn't mean to imply... Not now, Mike. Please. Are you... This... We have to get to Zana. Are you ready? Yeah. Cease pacing, Fesmer. You are only increasing my worry. Apologies, Dita. I, I simply... Are you certain we made the right decision? Absolutely. Though his placement at Lukit, Nomusa is the most skilled healer outside of university. She has healed hunters for years. University? Veliodi is known for its healers. We could go and... No, Fesmer. There is too much at stake. Chadormina. Koden will not receive inferior care. I know, yet... Come, Blaulaluna. Sit beside me, Senjin. How are you so calm, Dee? Your father was... Shh. It is Koden who requires our concern now. There is time for grief later. Whatever happened in there, we must be grateful that so few of our brothers and sisters were injured. As always, you keep my vision clear. Someone must, Plaumaluna. What news of Zana, Nomusa? Her burns are extensive and terrible. The next hours will be critical. But I am concerned about you. I am Rana. The poultice one of your assistants provided me has salved my wounds quite adequately. As you say, all the same, I would like to look at them later. Even minor burns can become septic. For now, you may see your friend. She is awake and requests your presence. Sanjan, you must not excite her, nor touch her. Yes, healer. I have left the medicinal infusion. See that she drinks it if she suffers pain. (sighs) Yes, healer. Shishwa? Fesmer, I had not expected to see you again. What happened to your arms? Minor burns, Shishwa. Fesmer braved the flames to rescue you. And were any others hurt? 
None seriously, save for... Boxenhofai, Dita. I... What happened, Kudan? Everything occurred so quickly. Where are the others? They are coming. Arkan is fetching Mike and Keith and Isam and Jareth. They should arrive shortly. The tale I have to tell is long, and I care to tell it only once. For now, know that Drungot thought he had found an instrument to aid his efforts. Instead, it consumed him. I did not see the hand of Doro when I was... Some things are meant to remain lost. On reconsideration, my time is uncertain. I should not waste even a moment. Shishwa, all will be well. Perhaps, but there is much I must tell. Much you must recount to the others. Zana, I... That was not a request, Fesmer. You will do this. Yes, Shishwa. Like so many tales, this one begins in an unremarkable place to an unremarkable girl in an unremarkable way. In a tiny farming village, scarcely more than a few houses, lived the precocious girl. Her parents were distant, but she never doubted their love for her or her many siblings. Yet, though she was never lonely and seldom had time for boredom, she became increasingly dissatisfied with her simple life. At night, she would sit weary from the day's labors, and gaze out upon her family's farm at the entirety of her world, and a deep sadness would overcome her. Her family took notice of her discontent, and thought that it might be best for her to depart their life and seek out her own. And so it was that the girl left to join the order of Triampenio, the Seekers of Truth. Contrary to her expectations, her new life was no less exhausting than before. Her days were filled, not only with study, but also with difficult labor, cooking, cleaning, <laughs> even farming. Yet at night, when she lay in her bed listening to her fellow Tylene sleeping, it was not the crushing weariness that she felt, but a satisfied exhaustion, and she awoke each morning eager to learn and experience more. As the years passed, and her responsibilities moved increasingly from the physical to the intellectual, she felt once more a degree of restlessness. Nothing like that she had felt as a child, but still, she wondered what else life had to offer her. Places of which she had only heard, knowledge about which she had only read, sights she could never see. Yet such concerns were easy to dismiss. She was content with her life at Dreimer, or so she told herself, until one day... Shabwilanofai, I am Shayot Alenzana. My superiors have instructed me to guide and assist you in your research. A pleasure to be acquainted, Shayo Talanzana. I am Shayo Inama Targo. I look forward to working with you. Shayo Inama Targo, if you will accompany me, I will show you to our library, and we may begin. Senjen, there is no need for such formality between students such as ourselves. Simply call me Targo. Oh, well, then you may call me Zana. Grandi Zana. Before we begin work, however, might we acquire some food? Tarantanity to Drainmer is no small track. I fear I could eat an entire goat. 
Horns and all. You must be quite famished. Follow me. To speak so informally with a stranger was an entirely new experience for this girl, this young woman. Not only a stranger, but also one who was her equal in age and status. <laughs> and quite handsome, besides. As she assisted him with his research, they became close friends, and every moment not consumed by their responsibilities was spent in conversation. He brimmed with convictions and ideas that were entirely new to her, ideas about the power of knowledge, about changing the world, not simply studying it. As weeks turned to months, the young woman realized she had found not only a friend, but someone whose ideas complemented hers whose thirst for more from life equaled, perhaps exceeded her own. The problem with this place is the same as universities. Indeed. Both are so weighted by centuries of tradition, they cannot advance as they should. We are surrounded by tomes and scrolls filled with truth. But what use is any of it to us, to the people? The libraries of Tarantanevi contain at least twice this number, also of no benefit. Such a collection may contain great wisdom, yes, I would not dispute that. But to what end? so that we may spend our lives debating and reinterpreting what has already been said. What then do our lives add? Another volume of interpretation to the stacks. A never-ending cycle based on the presumptions of those that came before. Precisely. Take uh, this one. <clears throat> Unfortunately, debate over the hand of Doro must continue without conclusion. Though arguments to support the theory that it may in fact be a cache of ancient knowledge are many, there is simply not enough textual evidence to prove the hand exists, let alone... Useless debate. Does the author seek out new evidence? No. If he wants to learn what the hand of Doro is, why does he not try to find it himself? It is as Eindel Simethahai says. True knowledge is not found in books. It is found out there, in the world. Ultimately, the young man's work at Trimer came to an end. Yet it was not the last the woman saw of her friend. He would visit her whenever he had the opportunity, as she would him. For a year, they continued their endless debates and discourse of weighty matters, which cooler heads may have suggested were outside their scope. Then the day came that the handsome young man was no longer a student of university, and so he came to his friend to say, I am leaving, Zana. What? I have no interest in becoming a task mage. I do not desire the life my parents expect of me, nor the wife. Wife? Yes, there is a woman they desire me to marry. You... you have said nothing of this. Because it is Malion Paxson. It is simply as I have said more times than I could say. They are like university, weighted by pointless tradition. I wish none of that. And so what? You will flee from her? I flee from nothing. Do you not see, Zana? This is the very thing we have discussed so long. A chance for us to follow our own path. Us? I... I do not know. I have so many responsibilities here, and I have not yet formulated my one question. Senjen, consider it, Zana. There is much for me to do in the next months, yet I will be leaving Landi. I need to see more, learn more than I can here. And you are my dearest friend. I would not like to embark on this journey without you. I will consider it. And consider it she did, in each moment of every day. It was a decision such as she had never faced before. Nothing brought her peace. Not her daily labors, not her studies, not her meditations, nothing. Until, at last, 
A question formed in her mind. A single concise question that brought with it a moment of perfect clarity. When the day came, she went before Ainorm and she asked this question. Their answer only confirmed what she had already surmised, that the time had come for her to seek her truth elsewhere. At least, she interpreted the answer so. When she left the cave of Dreimer, she found her friend awaiting her, and, contrary to centuries of tradition, upon hearing the answer, she left, without recording her question or its answer for those who came after. She simply left, never again to return. As the two friends departed their old lives, they exchanged gifts to bind their friendship. He gave to her a bow, a treasure of his family, which always loosed arrows straight and true, finding their target as surely as they felt they would find the truth they hunted. And in what seemed then to be great cleverness, they chose new names to embody their new lives. The young man called himself Grainen, one who searches, and the woman called herself Kuden, one who acts with truth. Koden? Munch past no muses medicine. Grandy. Ugh, my world for a drop of honey. Zana? What gift did the girl give in exchange for the bow? The only thing of value she possessed. The hallowed words of Ainorum. To no one else was that gift ever given. What of your one question? Kosa Maleon Paxson. Maleon Paxson? It set into motion the events of your life. It drove you to leave the Seekers, to never again return to Dryanmer. Dita, Sanjan, you must understand. Just through here. Zana? Oh, man. Gaith, Meek, it is good that you both are here. Arkan. I am here, Zana. Are you... Oh, Zana. Fesmer, is there any prognosis yet? Is it true? The Hand of Doro did this? Perhaps we should step out. Gave all of you. I would be Rana. I look worse than I feel. But should we be counting on this back alley healer? I mean, there has to be something better. She is the best outside the university's rule. Dita. You mean the best that won't ask uncomfortable questions? What's wrong with you? This is her life. Catherine. Arkan was already escorting Nomusa to us when the incident occurred. She was the first there, and it would do more harm now to bring her elsewhere. She is not merely discreet. She is also an excellent healer who has administered to hunters for a decade. She is worthy of our trust. Uh, Boxen won't buy. This is hard. This is not easy for any of us, Keith. My children, while I am flattered by your concern for my care, it is unnecessary. If I may, I would like to continue my tale. More light is needed to illuminate these day's events. Mike, Keith, Argon, before you arrived, I was telling the tale of my youth particularly of the discontent I so often felt, the sensation of helplessness, of futility, with which Targo and I so often struggled. But, Zana, shouldn't you be resting? 
I will have plenty of time to rest later. Yet, for now... Kate is correct, Shishwa. You do not have to do this now. It is not as if you are going to... Cease. You all have an important journey to continue, and I will not delay you to indulge my own convalescence. But you're coming with us, Anna. You have to. I know where we're going now. You discovered the way. Good. I knew you would. But no, my part ends here. But... She is correct, Mike. Would you take an injured old woman into the mountains? Into the heart of the enemy? No, you're right. Wait. You knew about Sonsa? I suspected. But I kept my suspicions from you. I, I do not like what they implied. Mike, you know boxing Mofai. Yeah, sorry, I figured out, I bet. You have a lot of questions to answer for later, buddy. And you, you must have known. Me? No, what? I seem to have missed something. Yeah, you sure? Not now, Mike. I suspect there will be much for the seven of you to discuss on your way to Sonsa. Yet now, you will hear of my journey. As I will not be at your side, I will have to hope that my past shall guide you in my stead. Yes, Shishwa. Now, where was I? Your own journey was about to begin. Ah, and what a beginning it was. The sense of freedom we felt as Laundi, Terentenity, and Trimer fell farther and farther away was indescribable. Glorious and Terrifying, in equal measure. Even familiar sights seemed wondrous now that they were perceived in new context. In those first months, Targo, or I should say Krainen, and I visited mostly new places. We were mere sightseers. Yet it was a marvelous experience, all the same. Change came in a small town called... Uh, I truly cannot recall. The town was like the one of my birth, a scattering of houses with a small inn, barely more than a dusty flop house over a tavern. It was there that we met two other travelers, also passing through Osrun's Crossing. That was the name. The two, a brother and sister, were our age, and we exchanged a great deal of talk. The two were Rungot and Ita, your father and your namesake. My aunt. All were pleased to discover we were of like minds, traveling for purposes of enlightenment and discovery of both self and world. In the morning, when we realized that we planned to travel in the same direction, we banded together. By the time we reached our next destination... We were already close friends. Our days were spent in travel and discovery, our nights in discussion and debate. My father always enjoyed a rousing debate. And Targo was all too happy to give him one, particularly when they were in their cups. More than a few tavern masters tried to cast them both to the street, fearing they would come to blows. Yet they truly were. The best of friends. 
when we finally stopped laughing, Dita and I usually were able to negotiate their re-entry. Though at times, we would allow them to languish in the cold for a while, to cool their dispositions. And my aunt, what did you discuss with her while my father and Garnen batted horns? All manner of subjects. While the boys debated their ethics, our discussions veered more to the intellectual. She was a staggering intellect. I learned so much from her. Even things I thought so trivial at the time. She even taught me how to cook. Truly? Indeed. At that time, I had no interest in such domestic activities. I saw them as the trappings of the life I was leaving behind. Yet, Dita showed me the meditative power of such labors. Of the tranquility of a perfect slice of pig pie. The most wonderful aspect of making new friends was finding new people in whom to confide, growing to trust them with your innermost secrets as they grew to trust you with theirs. Of course, compared to Rungrot's and Dita's secrets, ours likely seemed as nothing. On occasion, my father told me much the same of you. I suppose the other will always seem strange. What? What were their secrets? Mike? little discretion? I just meant that... No, it is a fair question. As Targo and I had left university and Reimer, Rungot and Dita had fled the Legion and Brotherhood of Oren. What? My father was once a Legion soldier, and my aunt was of the Brotherhood of Oren, a librarian of sorts. A keeper of the world? Just so. In most ways, their experience had mirrored ours, and they were overcome by the same dissatisfaction that ultimately induced them to abandon their roles. But a deserter and a rogue keeper, such would not be tolerated. Recall, this was two decades past. The forces of Oren were not nearly so active as they are now, nor as zealous. Still, much time elapsed before Rungrot and Dita dared confess their past to us. And they were greatly relieved when we did not cast them away. Neither Targo nor I had ever given much credence to the rhetoric of Laundi, and now here was proof of what we believed. The followers of Oren were people just like us. Once this knowledge came to light, once the secrets between the four of us began to fall away, that is when things truly began to escalate. Our ideas and opinions changed to beliefs. Those beliefs began to inform our actions. We were finally doing what we had intended from the beginning, attempting to change the world. And though it had no concrete form as of yet, so began the Hunters of Truth. We were so young then. Sounds wonderful. I wish I could have seen this myself. I wish I could have... just once. I know that your aunt would have loved you dearly, Dita. Chagrindy. Dude, backstory. Dee is named for her aunt, who died before she was born. 
My father often spoke of her in glowing tones, but to hear of her from another is bracing. He thought the world of her, as I know he did of you. I mean him boxen wolfi. That is not of importance this moment. Dita, if I may advise, do not restrain your sadness for too long, lest it claim your heart. I... I know. I just... I understand. Am I missing something else? Her father died today, in the fire that nearly took Sana. What? Uh, oh. Dita, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. What? Not now, Sanjin. Now is not the time to... I came as soon as I could. Zana? Ah, it is good that you are here, Jared. Come closer, all of you. Sit down. I grow wary of you all hovering over me. Oh, Zana. Why has this happened? What can I do to help? My rituals. Perhaps I... Chagrindy for your concern, Jared. Yet there is little to be done at this point. Jareth, you worked miracles for my hands. I can almost hold them steady now, but this is probably something that should be left to a professional. A professional? In a place like this? Nomusa is an exceptional healer. Simply because she does not follow all of your laws, you think... Did you find what you saw, Jareth? In part. Targanane will be here shortly as well. Targo? He is here in Velia? Indeed. That is the best news I have heard all day. I feared I would not see him. Uh, well, I was in the midst of a tale. A tale? Shishwa, you should be resting. Dude, we've all been over this one. Zana feels she must tell us certain things before we continue on our journey. Yet surely... No. I understand. Excellent. Now, perhaps we can continue without interruption. Many joined our discussions. Some remained. Some did not. Yet there is one man who is impressed forever upon my memory. Tristolopo. He had such pathos about him. At the time, I believed it to be caused by the recent loss of his wife. Now I wonder if it was not a deeper sense of unrest within his heart. Yet, without a destination, how can one know he will not stray from the righteous path? Who is to decide what is a righteous path? University? The Legion? Both claim to keep order in Amarad. Without straying, how can one ever know what is right within the heart? The heart is a strange and obscure aspect of ourselves. It is most likely to betray your tagli and your mind. There's the flaw in your argument. How do we know if it is our hearts or our minds that leads us? Truth is logical, factual, and infallible. Only within our hearts do we think the truth contains shadows. Dita and I took an immediate interest in his vulnerability, and he to us. Rungot expressed his distrust of Tristolopo. He did not feel comfortable with the singular attention Tristolopo fixed on both Dita and myself. I laughed at him, thinking his dislike influenced by jealousy. Dita and I were two foolish young women, trying to save a man from himself by giving him a cause. What we did not know is that he already had one. <laughs>
the incident happened a day after I alone shared with Tristolopo the life stories of Dita and myself and how they had led to us forming our group. Dita! Dita! Ah, Tristolopo, have you seen Sainaitara or Nainorum? What has happened? Quickly, we must go and do... Koden. Koden. I have killed her. What? Shabensa Sherexel! What have you done? I had to. I had to kill her. You had to? But why? She was barely a woman. What could have possibly been her crime? I thought... They said... By Anorum, what have I done? I demand answers of you. You will give them to me. Or I will call to Rungot and watch him dispose of you befittingly. I am not who I purport to be. I am not your friend. I am in your group only to discern the Keeper's true identity. I am of the cult of the Mother. It was they who ordered this be her fate. The cult of the Mother? What crimes could these have trespassed upon you? I I do not know anymore. It is no secret that she was once a keeper of Oren's word. Her errancy was one of many that caused the cult to look upon the world. We see that it is dishonest and that many corrupt Oren's teachings. I was told that Dita epitomized those hazardous defectors who would bring the fall of Oren's true teachings. I was told that she had lost her way. Yet... It seems that it is I who have lost my way. Your regrets will not bring back my beloved Taipei You do not stir my heart to leniency. It is my child to whom I think. She was a father's child! I know. He is but seven. She was closer to his age than to mine. You are correct. How could one so young deserve the cult's harshest punishment, one reserved for only the most blasphemous, for only the morally reprehensible? I... I... mean I took no action against this murderer. I let him run back to the cult of the mother to live his difficult life of moral uncertainty. I... I chose to honor the life Dita gave for following her heart and founded the Hunters of Truth that day. Yet it was a difficult truth that Tristolopo taught me, that truth itself is a valuable and hard-won commodity that most will fight to keep obscured even while the rest of us seek to reveal it, which proved to me that there was a dire need for a group such as the Hunters. This is why I allowed him to escape freely to live. Tristolopo? But for the low, that is your father's name. It is my father's name, from when he was wed to my brother's mother. Oh, wait, Porrick's your half-brother? You never mentioned that. Half? Our mothers differ, but he is wholly my brother. I never thought otherwise. Yeah, but... It isn't important, Mike. Zana, are you certain? Did... did my father do the things you say? 
I am afraid so, Vesmer. Of course. This explains so much. Vesmer? Are you saying that your father was in some sort of death cult? Why have you not mentioned this? Hold up. Mother cult of the death who? The cult of the mother. Fanatics who take it upon themselves to cull the impure from Oren's flock. I myself discovered this truth only recently, Jareth. After I had recovered from my injuries following that silver night at the Legion outpost, I approached my mother and demanded the truth. Poor woman. She has never been the same since my father's death. She was so terrified to tell me the truth about what my father and brother did. Afraid she would lose me too, though I suppose she has. Horek was a part of this? He... he was my friend. To discover that he was not only alive, but a servant of Orin was difficult to comprehend. But this... Believe me, Jareth, I understand. Your... your... your father killed my aunt? D. And you knew Koden? And you kept this secret from me? Would this knowledge have aided you, Dita? Would you have greeted Vesmer as warmly if you had known this fact? I... There are times when the past is best left there. Indeed, if circumstances had transpired differently, perhaps... I apologize for the interruption. But I must attend to the patient. Please, vacate the room. There is a waiting area down the hall, and day-old bread if you desire it. And I still need to look at your burns. Yes, Hila. Shishwa? Go. I will be here when you return. <laughs> 